So now we're going to talk about some of the techniques that we borrow from protection sports to make dogs better players. So one of the things that we are going to do here is we're going to use restraint to frustrate the dog and use movement and frustration to increase their motivation for the toy. We're going to teach the dog how to target online in a controlled circumstance. We're going to use back pressure, pulling on the, against the harness to make the dog have to hold on to the toy strongly. Um, and we can use also this controlled circumstances to teach the dog to bring the toy back to the handler, or in this case, the helper, the person that's playing with the dog. So lots of times in the beginning, when we're teaching a young dog to play, more movement is more interesting to the dog. And so what we want to do is sometimes we want to put the toy on the end of a line so we can make increased movement. If I have the toy in my hands, in order to make the toy move, I have to move. And so, in order that I don't have to run around as much, then I'll put the toy on the end of a leash frequently when we're starting. The better and more motivated the dog gets to play, the, net, the less motion will be necessary and the less I'll need this. The other thing that I'm going to do is you'll hear me when I do this, this is another place we reinstall our auditory stimulator. So while I'm teasing the dog, I'll make little noises that I can later on use to stimulate the dog. You got her? So I get out in front of the dog, I make the noise, and I whip the toy back and forth to make the dog want it. And when the dog's chasing it, like back and forth, and, that, and when I see the dog putting in really good effort, I'll take it off, I move up close, I make the dog miss, and then bang, I let the dog grab the toy. So I'll step side to side, and I'll make the dog miss that toy, and then I'll bring it back. Then at this point, I pull against the harness for back pressure, so that the dog has to hold on. If the dog doesn't hold on, it'll slide off, and I can frustrate the dog. So, and then here, when I give the dog the toy, he'll run the dog in a circle, and then back to me to play again. So don't feed the line out, keep it the same length. So, as you come back around, so the dog can learn that bringing the toy back to the person is fun. And I play with her when she brings it back. Right? Okay, you want to pull on the harness hard, walk up the line, come all the way up to the dog. Now here, he gets up there, and then I'm going to let the dog win and possess it a little bit. Right? So, we talk about possession, and we'll talk about possession more later on, but in the beginning, I want to let the dog win and hold on to the item a little bit, partially to reinforce their effort and partially uh, to find out how badly or how interested in the object they are, because it's a diagnostic tool that helps me tell uh, how I'm going to train this dog. And if a dog really wants to hold on to the toy a lot and doesn't want to give it up, I do less possession work. If the dog doesn't hold on to it very much and wants the activity again, she's straining to get back to me, she's kind of holding it lightly in her mouth, those kinds of things. In those cases, then I can give this dog more opportunity to possess if they find it reinforcing. With possession, we always want to balance the amount of possession with the amount of interaction. Our goal is to make it an interactive reward system, so I don't want to overdo the possession.